Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Mem Zayin. We will be beginning, however, on Daf Mem Vav Amur Bet. Uh, we left off with a machloket between Rav Chista and Rava, where Rav Chista says Ho'il. How do we translate Ho'il yesterday? Since. Well, since is literal, but we think we said uh, if only or some some kind of. Uh, it's quite a term. Since, Hoyle, since, since I could have. We should, the way we explained it was, since I could have had guests, and if I would have had guests, then I would have needed to cook on Yom Tov. Therefore, I could cook on Yom Tov, even though I don't have guests. Uh, which means we kind of visualize whatever is needed to be done in order to allow things. Now, if you say Hoyle here, you should really say Hoyle in a bunch of different places. So, Rabba, who is the rabbi who does say Hoyle, okay, as you see on the board over here, uh, is asking Rabbi Chista, who doesn't say Hoyle, if you don't say Hoyle, what do you do with the following cases? So, yesterday, we discussed Yom Tov. Today, we're going to ask another question. Eitve, ve'ema musukenet lo yishchot. There's a law on Yom, on Yom Tov. If a person has an animal, you're allowed to slaughter, of course, slaughter animal on Yom Tov in order to make a nice, fresh barbecue. However, let's say a guy has a behenam misukinet. Now, behenam misukinet means that the, danger, the animal's in danger of dying, not from a wound or anything, but it, on the floor, it's sick, it might die. Now, if it doesn't die and you slaughter it before it dies, so then, all that meat is barbecue meat. If not, if it dies alone, that meat is basically wasted or only good for feeding dogs. So, says the Gemara. If you have an animal in danger and you need to slaughter it, you still can't slaughter on Yom Tov. Unless you could eat a kazayit of roasted meat while it's still day. You'd have to use it roasted. Okay. Says the Gemara. Right? It sounds over here that if you can eat it, even though you don't the guy doesn't want to eat it. It's good according to me because I say hoil, I'll say hoil vi but matziachil. If I'm a hoil rabbi, so I'll say, yeah, it happens to be I don't want to eat this now, but if I would want to eat it, then I could eat it. So the same way if I would have guests, even though you have no guests, it's okay. Here, if you'd want to eat it, even though right now you don't want to eat it, you can still slaughter it. But according to you, Rav Chista, who says no oil, right? Right, hold on. No oil, why could you why could you slaughter it? So he told him, Mishum have said Mamono. That they allow because we don't want this guy to take a loss. Says the Gemara. Last we checked, uh, a guy losing money is not a reason to go against the Yisur Deoraita. Says the Gemara, Yes. 
משום הפסד ממונו גמר בליבו לאכול כזית. Because he has a hefsed of money, he decides he does want to eat a kazait, even though his stomach is saying no, he decides he wants to eat a kazait. And the only way to eat a kazait is by doing slaughtering, and therefore you allow to slaughter it in order to get the kazait, and therefore you're wrong. Don't say that we're using hoil. You were thinking, you rather think that this case is a, is a hoil case? It's not a hoil case. This case is the guy who wants to eat. Now, what do you mean? But he doesn't want to eat. But because of his financial loss, he does want to eat. It's not a hoya. We're not, we're not using uh, a, a, a what if, you know, if someone were to come, if you want. No, he does want to eat. His stomach is saying no, but his brain is saying yes. What's the difference of his stomach or the brain? Okay. It says, Lechem apanim, the lechem ring that goes on the shulchan of the Beit Mikdash, Nechal etishal asar lechal asar, lo pachov could be eaten on the following amount of days from its time it's baked. Now, the Lechem Aparim always stays exactly a week from Shabbat to Shabbat on the Shulchan. Now, it's either not, the, the least is nine, sometimes ten, and sometimes eleven days it takes till the Lechem Aparim gets eaten. How does it work? Ketzad. Kedadko, in a regular time, Letisha. It's nine days. What's nine days? Rashi will tell us. Letisha. Uh, um... You bake it on Erev Shabbat and you eat it on Shabbat. That's, that's nine. Okay? Why? Because if, if from, Erev, from Erev Shabbat till the next Shabbat is nine days. Right? From Shabbat to Shabbat is eight days. That's in Dubris. Right? And from Erev Shabbat is nine days. Beautiful. Now, What happens if Shavuot, let's say, for example, is on Erev Shabbat? Then you eat on Shabbat, you don't bake it on Shavuot. On Erev Shabbat, you bake it on Erev Shavuot, and then it'll be 10 days. What if two days of Yom Tov on Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is a day where uh, sometimes you'd have, in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, you could even have two days of Yom Tov. Normally, there's no two days of Yom Tov in the Beit HaMikdash ever. Mm-hmm. Because there's no Yom Tov Shem Nushigaluyot in Beit HaMikdash. Only if you live, is only later, after the time of Beit HaMikdash, or whatever. But not in the Beit HaMikdash ever. So therefore, but Rosh Hashanah, sometimes it happens, because you don't know if the witnesses come, and therefore you have to keep two days of Rosh Hashanah. So if you have two Shneimim Tovim Shel Rosh Nechal the Shabbat. So Thursday, Friday, is uh, is Rosh Hashanah, and then goes into Shabbat. Then Nechal the Shabbat Lechal. It comes out to be eleven days. It'll be right. It'll be baked on Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Shabbat plus seven is eleven. Four plus seven is eleven. Good. Because it can't push off Shabbat on Yom Tov. And if you say, now this is a different attack on, on him. So he's saying, if you claim that you're allowed to do because if you remember, Rav Chista was saying there's no hoil. And therefore, if you ask him, how are you allowed to cook? 
on Yom, on, on Yom Tov for Shabbat. He'll say, well, you're allowed to cook because Midoraita, Shabbat and Yom Tov are equal, so you're allowed to cook on Yom Tov for Shabbat because it's equal Kedusha. It's only Yisur de Rabbanan, and Yom Tov Shein allows it. That's what he says. Now, if you claim that Midoraita, Sorche Yom Tov, could be done on Yom Tov, Amayla Dochi Yom Tov. So why don't we bake the Lechem Abarim bread on Yom Tov? Why does it ever get pushed off? And there's more than nine days in the Beit HaMikdash. Who cares? Bake it on Friday on Yom Tov and have it, not, have it fresher. It's always fresh anyway, but do it the right, the right way. Amaleh, Shvut Kirova Hitiru, Shvut Rehoka Lo Hitiru. Says the rabbi, Rabbi back, listen, there's a rule that the rabbis don't do Isurim Dilabanan Shvuts in the Beit HaMikdash, which means that the rabbis didn't make a gezerah. All the gezerot of the rabbis that they made on the shvut, they made them for regular people, but they didn't make it in the Beit HaMikdash. That's a rule. Now, this rule that they, they, they matiered a shvut is only true, only true, when it comes to Shabbat Kirova, which means the Shabbat that's the next day, right? The Shabbat that's right here now. So the Yom Tov and Shabbat? No, on the Shabbat itself, meaning on Shabbat itself, that's Shabbat Kirovah. You're on that Shabbat. So if you're on that Shabbat, and Shabbat there's a, a rule that Abanan that you're not allowed to, let's say, uh, uh, drain something off the animal or something to do with the animal, you're allowed to do it on Shabbat and Beth Mikdash. That's only true for this Shabbat. But here, we're being, we're, we'll be allowing for the next Shabbat. We're baking it now, but it's for next Shabbat, Kirovah. That's the Chokah. That they don't allow, and therefore, that's why you, that's why it's eaten. That's why it's baked earlier, or that's why it's eaten on ten and eleven, not nine. Says the Gemara, Ula Rashbag. What did you do about Rashi Ben Gamliel? The Amar Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Ben Sasagan. He says in the name of Rishimon, the son of a Sagan, Dochet a Yom Tov and Dochet Yom Tzom. He holds, in general. That uh, the rule, the baking of the lechem panim could push off Yom Tov, but it can't push off Yom Kippur, and therefore he is of the opinion that he doesn't agree that it's nine, ten, eleven. According to him, it's either nine or ten, never eleven. Why? Because he holds that two days of Rosh Hashanah you would bake it, and if it's one day of Sukkot, bake it. So when do you ever get 10? According to him, you only get 10 because the only thing it's not Dochei Lechem Apanim is it is Dochei Yom Tov. Bake it on Yom Tov. When don't you bake it? You don't bake it on Kippur. It's on Kippur. Because Kippur, being that you know, it's a fast day, the Chachamim, he holds, never let you cook on Kippur. And therefore, you can't cook the, you can't bake the Lechem Apanim. So according to him, now, so our question is according to him, why do we say right? Okay, so it's okay. So my how are you going to say that if you hold, you could bake lechem even on Yom Tov? That means that the rabbis pushed it off even for uh, for a later thing. So you're right. That's what they argue. So we basically what we're asking was since he holds that you could push it off for a later Yom Tov, that means the rabbis do push it off for a later Yom Tov. So go back to the question. According to the other rabbis who don't do it, being that you see that the rabbis would push it off for a later Yom Tov, why don't they push it off? Says the Gemara, 
that's the machloket. Tarakama holds only for a close Shabbat, and And the other rabbi says, no, they even pushed it off for a later Shabbat. That's the machloket, you're right. But either way, it's not a question. Mativ Ramari, so Ramari has a question on Rav Chista who doesn't say Ho'il. Right? Now, if you remember, like we said yesterday, the Rav Chista who doesn't say Ho'il is more lenient when it comes to our our, our Yom Tovs. Right? Like we said, if you, if uh, Mrs. Alabiya was coming over to visit the Zbidez, we said, if they're coming very, very late, Rav Chista would be fine with it. Rav would not be fine with it. But let's see. Here's a new question. Okay? Says the Gemara. Mativ Rav Mari. Shte halechem en nechelet lo pachot mishnayim v'lo yitela shlosha. The shte halechem. Now, shte halechem is a korban that's brought not, that's brought on Shavuot. This rule, this, uh, this it's always, this korban of Shtehalechem is always eaten by the Kohanim not less than two days after it's baked, not more than three. Why? It's baked on Erev Yom Tov. Then it could be eaten the Yom Tov Lashtayim. That's eaten on Yom Tov on the second day. If Yom Tov is after Shabbat, it's eaten on the third day. Because it doesn't push off Shabbat or Yom Tov. Now, says the if you hold like you do, that Shabbat and Yom Tov are equal, and therefore you're allowed to bake, like Rav Chista holds, for Shabbat on Yom Tov Midoraita, then, now that Shabbat on Yom Tov. Shabbat b'Shabbat, the Shabbat b'Yom Tov Shaleh. Now that you see that you're allowed to do Shabbat on Yom Tov, so then Yom Tov b'Yom Tov b'Bayi. Of course, you're allowed to do it from Yom Tov b'Yom Tov. Why do we say that when it's a regular Shavuot, we bake it from Erev Yom Tov? Let them bake it on on the fresh on the morning of of Shavuot, right? According to you, there's no reason why you can't. According to me. Let's say midoraita. Okay, well, I don't know why it's only on him, but really on anyone. I have to clarify that. Okay, says the Gemara. No, shani hatam. There it's different. The Amar Krakos Basuk says lachem for you, lachem for you, v'lola gavoa, and not to Hakadosh Baruch So the, yes, you're allowed to do for. Uh, for your own purposes on Yom Tov. You're not, you're not allowed to bake for Shemaim. And therefore, if you're not allowed to bake for Shemaim, that's why we don't bake the Lechem Apanim on Yom Tov, because you can't bake for Shemaim. says, According to Rashbag, who mentioned in name of Shimon Ben Askan, we had before, you hold that it is Doche Yom Tov, what do you do for that? If you hold that the Shtei Lechem is done on Yom Tov, what are you going to do? He holds like Abba Shaul, the Amar who says, 
he used the word lachem to teach you lachem v'lochogim. Therefore, therefore, the, the pasuk of lachem is not used to teach you yom tov. Teach you to used to teach you that you're not allowed to bake or cook on yom tov for a goy. Says the Gemara, Shalach le Rav Chista le Rababa biyad Rav Acha bar Rav Huna. He said the question through Rav Acha bar Rav Huna. Mi amrin and hoil? Do we say hoil? Do we really say hoil? This is now a question on Rabbah. So the tables are turned here. Now, Rabbah's on the fire. Says the Gemara, Vatanan, didn't we learn to the Mishnah? Yesh choresh telem echad. There's a possibility that a guy could take some animals with his plow and plow one row in his field. And while he does that, v'chayavin alav mishum shmona lavin. And that act of plowing, you could be chayav for eight separate lavin by doing it. What are they? Choresh b'shor b'chamor. If you use a donkey and an ox together, that's one. V'hen muktashin. And the two, the donkey and ox, happen to be hektesh. So you're not allowed to use them at all and use them. Uklaim b'kerim. And while, while doing it, you are planting wheat and grapes together in the same vineyard. Vishviit, and the, ta- the date you picked for this plowing was Shemitah, so you're not allowed to plow in Israel. Yom Tov, and the day of Shemitah was Yom Tov of Shemitah, so you're not allowed to do it on Yom Tov. And the guy is a Kohen, or a Nazir, and a Nazir, Kohen v'Nazir, the guy is a Kohen, who was a Nazir, or better, and he's in a place where there's Tumah, so therefore he's not allowed to walk there. And therefore, he's got eight. Good? Yes, I did everything wrong. He's got, he's got a couple of things he's doing wrong, yeah. <laughs> and if we say the rule of Hoyl, why did we make the guy Chayav? For plowing on Yom Tov, you're allowed to plow on Yom Tov. Cut it down to seven. You're allowed to plow on Yom Tov because what's going to happen if you meet up with a bird, a wild pigeon, which is kosher on Yom Tov, and you decide that you want to have a nice barbecue, and you need to slaughter it, and when slaughtering it, you need to cover the blood, and you need it to plow to cover the blood. And if you say oil, since if I would have had a bird... I would have needed the the, the plowing yeah. to get the to get the soft dirt to cover the blood. So why are we saying that it's, that it's eight? Uh, should be seven. Right. Says the Gemara. Amar Papa Shmuel, Ba'avanim Makur Zalot. We're talking about a field full of pointed stones and pointed stones. You can't use to cover blood. It doesn't cover blood well. So Therefore, it's Asur. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Regular field. If you hold a hoil, it's butar. Hoil. And you never know. I might need the, the dirt. Says Gemara, Why can't I just crush the stones to make dirt? Says Gemara, Are you allowed to crush stones on Yom Tov? Or it says, well, I could have crushed him wow. with a shinui, with a, with a change. Right. And then it would be not a right? only Rabbanan. Right. And since Ho'il, it should, be, it should be that you don't get 
you should not get malkut for plowing them because midoraita, it's not a problem of plowing them because because only the Rabbanan. Says the Gemara, tsunma. We're talking about rocky ground, and the rocky ground cannot be used at all for covering blood, even if you crush them. Says the Gemara, tsunma barzuya. Can a person plant anything in rocky ground? Can't plant anything at all. So how can you say there's a case that you're doing on rocky ground? Can't be rocky ground because what's the guy doing over there? Yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara, tsunuma memala ve'afarti chuk memata. Well, it's rocky on the top. But underneath it's soft. Says the Gemara. For typically, Mishum Afartichuach. Let's say you're not Chayab because you have to get the soft soil. And therefore, you can use it for the blood. Ela Amar Mubaravashi, Betina. We're talking here about mud. Now, mud you can't use for covering blood at all. And that's why it's okay. Esma, Betina Barzia. Can you plant in mud? So you can't plant in mud either. No. Bibetunta. Talking about wet mud, which is okay for covering blood. Okay, very good. It was okay for planting, but not good for covering blood. Says the Gemara. Etve Abaye. Abaye has another question. Now, this is again a question on the Hoyle idea. Says the Gemara. Hamvashel gid bechalav Here you have a fellow who pulled out his gid hanasheh from his slaughtered animal. Okay, he's got a kosher animal, pulls out, cu- cuts out the gid hanasheh only, which is just the sinew. Now, gid hanasheh is a sinew that, of course, goes through the tail end of the animal, which, of course, we're asurti from Yaakov Avinu, from the story of Yaakov Avinu with the angel. Okay? Ve'ochlo, and then he eats it. So the guy cooks it, He's cooking the gida nasheh with milk, and he eats it. This is another one of uh, Harry's buddies who's doing a lot of a lot of things wrong, right? What happens to him? He gets malkut because he cooked gid on yom tov. That's one, right? Number one, you can't gook, can't cook on yom tov things that you're gonna eat. Oh, you're only allowed to cook on yom tov things that you'll eat. And since you're not, not really allowed to eat non-kosher foods, you can't cook it on yom tov. And number two, mishum ochel gid. You get an avera because you're not allowed to eat gid and asher. That's two. Vilokhe mishum vashel basav chalav. Another thing you're not allowed to do is cooking meat and milk. That's also a bad thing. Vilokhe mishum habara. You get an avera for lighting the fire. You're not allowed to light a fire for something you're not allowed to cook. What? Well, over here, since it's basar b'chalav, you're not allowed to cook it, so therefore you're not allowed to light the fire either. The light of the fire is a problem. That's five. V'i amrin and hoil, and if we hold of hoil, since the, the, the fire might be needed for other things, like because you might light the fire, but you might need other things, so it should be four, not five. Why are we saying five? Says the Gemara, Amar so he says back to him, Take out Havara. You're right. Havara you wouldn't be chayat for, because we hold the oil, like I told you. But you, you have to change the Mishnah a little bit, change the Brayta. Make the Brayta switch, take out uh, Havara, and put in that the Gid and Asher was from a Nivela animal, 
which means the animal wasn't slaughtered. It was found dead. Huh? Well, his kavanah was definitely to turn on the fire to cook his gira nasheh with his chalav. But we say hoil. So why do we say maybe oil was his kavanah to make something else? Hoil doesn't mean the kavanah. Hoil means, let me, let, let's understand what happens. When, let's go back to our case from yesterday. The Zabide family decides that the grandma is coming from deal and they're making chocolate chip cookies. She takes the chocolate, she, the frozen chocolate cookies, and the oven's already on, and she puts them in the oven. She's baking them for Mrs. She has kavanah for Mrs. Bide for Saturday night for Motzah Motzah Yom And yet, if you say hoil, midaraisa, there's nothing. Why? Because since if the halabiyas would have came over, he would have served it to them. It's fine. What's the kavanah for the halabiyas? Yeah. No, it's not. Hoil doesn't mean that the kavanah is for halabiyas. Hoil means that even though the kavanah is for Mrs. Bide, Motzah Shabbat, we say since. Had they came, it's good enough. We will we make the kavanah for you. That's what Hoyle says. That's what Hoyle. The whole thing of Hoyle is not that you have kavanah. If you had kavanah, then you had kavanah. We fine anyway. We don't need Hoyle. Not anything. Not anything. Only, only you can't do rocks that you can't you can't hoil. Anything that you anything that you can't hoil, you can't do. But if you can hoil it, then you hoil it. Anything that's kavanah base, we could do it like this. Oh. Good. Could you clarify that? Amale told him, Api kavara, take out havara. You're right, havara is always okay. You could always light a fire, even if it's for the wrong things. But if you put gira and shish on the that's good. Uh, also, by the way, like we said last time, it doesn't work close to Shabbos. If there's not enough time to, to like we said, if there's not enough time to. Toyser says if there's not enough time to serve the cookies, even if right, if it if it takes ten minutes to cook cookies, let's say, for them to be ready, and five minutes before before Shabbat, Mrs. Bida puts it in the oven, that's a problem. Or five minutes before Yom Tov is over, that's a problem. Okay. Even with oil, oil is not going to help that. It says Gemara. So so we 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 switched it. it says Gemara Vahatani Rabbi Chidin Rabbi say. <laughs> we, it says about this case that two of the Malkut is for his eatings and three are for his cookings. Now, if we figure out the story, if you're taking out Havara and putting in that it's nivela, it should be shalosh alachila told me by the It should be three fachila because you just took out uh, havara, which is a cooking one, and you put in an eating one for nivela. So, so you see from Rebbechia that you're wrong. You can't just change it to ginnashish nivela. Then you'd have the wrong number. Ela says no. Api kavara, take out havara. Ve'ayil ase mukse. The guy used. Wood of muksa, and that's what that's what gave you the fifth malchus. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why no one's asking the next question. Last we checked, muksa was not deoraita. Why is the guy getting a malchus for a lot deoraita? Amalein, 
He says, no, you're wrong. You guys are all thinking about this, probably. Tehtiv, because the Pasuk says, it is the Oraita. Pasuk says, Pasuk says about the man that when the man, Moshe tells the Jews, that when the man's going to land on the sixth day, meaning on Friday, prepare it, get it ready, whatever you need to bake, bake, whatever you need to do, do, telling you to bake before Shabbat. Therefore, since it says that it lands on that day and you have to prepare it, it sounds like it's telling you That you can't cook on you can't cook on Shabbat, but we already know you can't cook on Shabbat because it's also about Ruesh, right? Rather, they understand that you have to declare that you're using on Shabbat; otherwise, it's going to be muksa. And therefore, we learn you what's the azara? Why would you get malkut? There's no azara. Azara is mehacha That would be the azara for it. And therefore, no, I hold that using muksa is asur. Well, the basuk is not on Yom Tov, but you see over here that Muks is Asur. On Yom Tov, with, you know, because the same one for Shabbat works for Yom Tov too. Now, when we say Muksa, we're talking about something that wasn't prepared before Shabbat, which means, let's say, you have something that was, you, uh, classical Muksa cases, you have a, a piece of wood. If I'm not mistaken, this is a classical one. You have a piece of wood that will uh, that fall, fell off a tree on Shabbat. So, or on Yom Tov. So before Yom Tov, it was muksa because it was a sword to get off. You weren't allowed to crack it. You weren't allowed to harvest it. Yeah. Right? And now that it fell off, you can't use it to light your fire on Yom Tov because it was muksa. It wasn't ready before it. And we're learning from here. So therefore, it was muksa. So take out um, havara and put in wood of muksa. Okay. Amalai, so he tells him, aren't you the one who said... By my name of Chista, that I asked of Chista. By my name of Huna, I asked of Huna. Hevi se me afar v'shachtu tamid biyom tov mahu. What if they brought a sheep from far away and they slaughtered the korban tamid on yom tov? What would the halacha be? Can we use it? Va'at amadan, you said, Allah, about this question, se. From the two hundred, from the two hundred, you can't bring the chasim from the devil. Maybe we should do this tomorrow because we're running short on time. We'll review. Bezat Hashem will start tomorrow from the bottom over here. Amalei, 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 Amen, Amen.